Hey everybody, welcome to Life Awakening. Let's talk about it. As always, I'm your host, Coach Kelly Tamey, out here in beautiful San Diego, California. We actually got some fall feeling weather today. It's uh, been a little cooler, been overcast, a little cloudy. The sun's starting to peek out a little bit now, uh, but it's been a, a, a beautiful and a beautifully busy weekend. I just want to say thank you guys so much for showing up for my podcast last week where I was talking about you can't be found if you're hiding where we were diving into relationships and talking about like hiding your pain, hiding your hurt, hiding your discontent, whatever that looks like. Because if you don't do your healing, then you can't be the person that you need to be in order for your mate to find you. And it's so funny because after I did that podcast, I found a meme that basically said that, like, go do your healing so I can find you or so you can find me. I think I can't remember what way, which way it said it, but it was just perfect. And I posted it on my IG stories and on my um, on my Facebook stories. So this week, I kind of want to I want to stay in alignment with the relationship stuff. I'm going to talk more about your circle of friends or your circle of influence or lack thereof and in a lot of cases and I want to also talk about the word no and setting boundaries so I'm going to be jumping back and forth between the two subjects because they're they're related at the end of the day if all we do is say yes 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 to everybody and everything that comes up then we have no gas left in the tank for ourselves whether that's to be a good mom, a good wife, a, a, a good coworker, a good CEO, a good friend, a good sister, a, you know, a good daughter, whatever that looks like. You, you have to learn how to say no. You have to do the things that feel good to you and stop doing the things that don't. Like I, and I said this a million times on last week's podcast. If you're doing stuff just so somebody will appreciate you and like you, and hope that they're going to love you because you do something for them, you've already lost because they're not. They appreciate they got some shit for free. So let's just throw that out there. All right. And yeah, I hate to be so harsh about it, but I don't hate to be so harsh about it because you need to hear it. Like the truth is the truth is the truth. The people that will appreciate you will appreciate you more so when you learn to say no and you say yes only to the things that give your heart absolute joy to do with absolute no expectation of anything in return. Those are the things that you say yes to. All right. So I wanted to talk about your, let's, let's start with your thoughts. And you know, you hear me talk about your thoughts every week. Like you are where you are because of how you think. Well, I'm going to flip that a little bit. Your thoughts belong to you or you belong to your thoughts. You get to decide. So if you are where you are because of how you think, if your thinking is on the negative side of life and you're negative Nelly and you're always looking for the doomsday scenario, you're always looking for the worst case scenario instead of the best case scenario, You're uh, instead of looking for the win in everything, instead of uh, looking at a problem as an opportunity. Like if you don't learn how to flip your thoughts, if you don't learn how to change your thinking, if you don't learn how to flip your perspective, AKA your thoughts and your beliefs, how is your life? How is your status quo going to change? How is it going to become better? Like you can't stay on the merry-go-round of, of negativity and expect a positive outcome. It doesn't work that way. It really does not work that way. Like you have to figure that out. Maybe this is a better way to say it. Whatever you're not changing, you're choosing. How's that? And you put that in your pipe and smoke it. Whatever you're not changing, you're choosing. Hear that loud and clear. Whatever you're not changing, you're choosing. That also means your thoughts. If you're not changing your thoughts from negative to positive, you are making the conscious decision to choose negativity. You are, cho you are making the conscious, the conscious decision to choose a negative life. You are choosing consciously to keep the status quo. So don't bitch, moan, groan, and complain. 
that things aren't changing, that you're not getting anything better, that you're not making more money, that you're not getting that raise, you're not getting that business, that new business up and running, you're not getting the promotion that you wanted. All of those things can't happen until you learn how to change, learn how to change your thoughts, learn how to change your beliefs, learn how to say no. Like no is necessary magic, people. Like when I learned the word no, like seriously, so I hammered this in and, and I'm just going to give you guys a little story. I hammer this in. I talk about saying no. I talk about stop being a people pleaser. It's not because I'm pointing the finger at you. I'm pointing the finger at me because I was the epitome of people pleasing. I was the queen people pleaser. You know who I was the queen people pleaser to? my child, my children, my daughter in particular. I was a people pleaser to my daughter. I gave her any and everything that she wanted because I wanted to make up for the fact that her dad played favorites with my son over her. And it's a well-known fact. I'm not saying anything that everybody doesn't already know and that my son doesn't hear from everybody in the family on a regular basis. Now, he won't admit it. Their dad won't admit it. When we bring it up, everybody gets quiet. That's the telltale sign that it's the truth. So I'm trying to help them work on that, but it's, it's, it's a slow process. They have to make the decision. And that's, I think that's one of the hardest things that I have to do as a mom is sit there and watch my children go through things knowing that they have to make the decision to change. They have to make the decision to want to change or to change the status quo. And if they choose not to, then I, I can do nothing. The only thing that I can offer them when they choose to keep things as they are, they choose not to say anything. They choose hurt over hurt over healing. I, I choose not to listen to them bitch moan, groan and whine about it because they chose that path. If you choose that path then you give up all, if for me, you give up all rights to complain about it. So my daughter has a, has her daddy issue. And when she was younger, it was, it was a big deal. It caused a lot of problems. Uh, there was a lot of uh, fussing back and forth. There was a lot of hurt, a lot of abandonment issues, so on and so forth. And so to make up for that, I would be more lax on my rules. I would give her more freedom. I would give her basically whatever it was that she wanted. You know what I mean? And by doing that, I allowed her to go down some roads that she shouldn't have done. And I had to own that and I had to do my own forgiveness and I had to ask for forgiveness and I had to do a lot of things because of those things that I chose to do trying to make up for what her dad wasn't doing. To me, they weren't the right decisions, but for her, she'll tell you right now, it wouldn't have mattered what I said I was going to let her do or not, she was gonna do it anyway. So it, like she had made up her mind that that's what she was gonna do. Now, in, in this whole process during this time, I allowed her to talk to me in crazy ways. Like she, she talked to me out the side of her neck. She would get smart with me. She would yell at me. And everybody else, including her friends, would say like, why are you talking to your mom like that? Do you know that she bends over backwards and she does this and she does that and she, she gives you all of this stuff, but you're gonna disrespect her? Like my ex-fiance, if this was Will, this was the guy that I got engaged to, uh, early to early to middle 2000. The one that had three other girls in three, three different counties and married one of them and didn't tell me. But anyway, he, we were out in the parking lot of the apartment one day and Brittany had said something super smart to me. I, and I don't remember the connotation. I don't remember what the argument was. I don't remember what I had said or not said or whatever, but like she turned around and she popped off at me and, and Will just snapped. He was like, don't you know what your mother does? Don't you know what she sacrifices for you? Don't you know all the things that she does trying to make your life better? And you're going to disrespect her and talk to you out, talk to her out the side of your neck and all this stuff. So it was a, a big to do out in the parking lot. And it wasn't long after that where I started getting angry about the way she was treating me. Well, yes, it's, it's cool to be angry at her, but I chose to allow it for so long 
that was her normal. Okay, so I had to learn how to say no to somebody that I loved desperately that I was raising. And also, like, I, I didn't want her to hate me like she hated her father. And so I was in this, this turmoil thing going on. And you, you also, in, in my mindset and in my thought processes, it, in those moments in time, I was in the, in the beginning stages of, of my darkness. I couldn't see it at that time. I can look back now and see clearly, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But I did not realize what a huge people pleaser I was, not only to her, but even to Will. Like I, I won a thirty six or thirty eight thousand dollar settlement from a car accident that I had that totaled my car, gave me a a a, a herniated disc in my back, and he got all that money. I won $12,000 off a slot machine. He got all that money. Because amazingly, he came up with things that he needed. And I said, okay, because I wanted to make sure that he was going to love me. I wanted to make sure he wasn't going to leave me. So I paid for everything that he wanted me to pay for. I bought him a truck. I put new wheels on it. I put a, a sound system in it. My name wasn't on that truck. My name wasn't on anything but that sound system and the paperwork. But what good does that do me? You know what I mean? So I, I gave of that $38,000, he ended up with probably 10 of that. And then there was a couple of, you know, he kept coming up with this and kept coming up with that. It was one thing after another. And, you know, even though I, and now I, you know, I look back and I remember my intuition saying like, Tammy, he's, this is bullshit. You know what I mean? He even accused uh, the kids of stealing some money out of his truck. He, he did all kinds of crazy stuff. And I believe the lies. I didn't, I didn't want to give him money, but I did not want to give him money because I didn't want him to leave me. I didn't want to be alone because if I'm alone, that meant I'm not lovable. I didn't want to be alone because that meant I wasn't good enough, that I did something wrong. And so that was, that was my pet. I did not know how to say no. I didn't realize at that moment in time or during those moments in time that losing him was a win, a huge win, not only for me, but for my family. So when I started saying no, of course, he's, he's gone. Boy, bye. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was great. But having to say no to my child, that was harder because saying no to her, she would get super angry. Like she'd start yelling at me and I, I didn't get good with no. Let me, let me just say this right now. I did not get good with no for a long time. It, it took practice. And I think the hardest, when I sent her off to live with her dad, she lived with her dad for about three years. Not gonna go into that story, it's in my book. Dear victim, it's time for us to break up now. Go find it on Amazon. Just put in the search bar. Tammy Loftus book. It's going to pop right up. It'll be right there. But I called her dad and I was like, you got to come get her. Like she's out running the streets, coming home. She snuck off with some 18 year old boy. She's been having sex in my bed. She's doing all this stuff. And I sent her to her dad's house. I said, you got 30 seconds to decide. I, I'm either going to take her to juvie or she can live with you. You can finally step up and be the dad that you're supposed to be or her ass is going to juvie. And I don't care if they keep her six days, six weeks, six months or six years, but I'm done. I, I need to breathe. And I sent her to her dad's house and she called me and I did not speak to her for three months because I knew if I answered that phone, I would go get her. I knew that. And it crushed me to have to do that. And I told her, like, I texted her dad and I was like, she's calling me, but I can't, I'm not taking her calls right now because if I do, I know that I will come get her and that is not going to help her. Like, I cannot do this right now. And that was one of the hardest decisions that I ever had to make. Let's fast forward some years. When I was living in Atlanta, I had already become a personal trainer. I had already totaled my first car. I was in the second car. I had come to Birmingham to do something probably just to see them. I don't know that there was anything else that I was having to do. I just wanted to see the kids and the grandbabies and me and her got into it. I got in my car and left and I went home and she tried to call me while I was on the road and I answered the phone and she started yelling and I was like, okay, we'll talk later. Love you. Bye. Click. And she was, she called me back. She was like, why did you hang up on me? I was like, I didn't hang up on you. I told you 
I will talk to you later when you're done being angry and done being hateful. I love you. And I said goodbye. You didn't hear it because you were too busy disrespecting me and yelling out the top of your lung, yelling at the top of your lungs. You are not going to talk to me like that. You are not going to disrespect me like that. You are going to respect me and honor me and talk to me like a human being or we're not going to talk. Am I clear? And she started raising her voice. I put a stop to it. I was like, okay, I love you. We'll talk later. Bye. Click. And then I didn't answer the phone for 48 hours because she needed to understand I was no longer going to allow the status quo to, to, to continue. She had to learn how to speak to me like a human being. She had to learn how to speak to me with respect. And if those two things didn't happen, we were not going to have a conversation. That was it. It was really that simple. And the other thing that that no does, like I said, no is necessary magic. Once I learned that word no, I harnessed the word no, it helped me to draw a circle around me in chalk that says, I have given enough. I have done enough. I have taken enough. I've taken enough bullshit. I've taken enough yelling. I've taken enough lies. I've done enough for you. I've given you enough. Whatever that was, you don't appreciate it. You're using me. What, whatever that list of enough is for you, that's what that, that line around you, that's what that circle around you draws. And as you get stronger in that word, no, that circle, and that's, that's why I said it's, it's drawn around you in chalk, because as you get stronger, that circle is going to get further and further away from your body. And you're going to create more personal space and more personal peace and more personal healing. So um, before I dive any deeper into the rest of this today, because I got a lot to talk to you guys about today, uh, let's take a moment and listen to my awesome sponsors and we will be right back. All right, peeps and peepettes, we are back. Thank you so much for rejoining me today. So just to recap the first half of the show, just a little bit, you know, we talked about your thoughts belong to you or you belong to your thoughts and you get to decide. All right. Your thoughts create your beliefs, your beliefs create your habits, your habits create your personality and your personality creates your personal reality. Whatever you are choosing to not, whatever you are not changing, you are choosing. Okay. Whenever you are not changing, AKA negative thoughts, negative habits, whatever that looks like, you are choosing, you are choosing the status quo, which also means you give up all rights to bitch, moan, groan, and complain about what's going on in your life if you're doing absolutely nothing to change it. And my kids will tell you, when they call me to complain about something, I give them two minutes. They can say whatever it is that they need to say. The next words out of my mouth are, what are you doing to change it? What is going to be your solution? If you don't have a solution, do you want me to help you with a solution? If not, we're not talking about this anymore because I'm not listening. Because you are choosing to stay stuck in that situation or circumstance by your own free will. All right. I also talked about how no is a necessary magic. No is your freedom. Like no is my favorite word. Like no, no fixed mine and my daughter's relationship. I don't, I honestly, and I'm quite sure if you met her and you asked her, if I had never learned how to tell her no, and I had never learned how to set healthy boundaries and stand up for myself, our relationship would not be what it is today. And same thing with my son. Like they, they would, I think they both, I know my daughter for sure would agree with that. And I'm pretty sure my son would too. And I, and, and I, the last thing that I talked about in the first half was how, you know, when you learn how to say no, when you get good at that, it's, it's drawing a circle around you in chalk. Like that's your boundary line. That's basically your personal space that you don't want anybody to come into. Like we all say like, you know, don't get in, don't invade my personal space. And we'll generally hold out our arm like the Heisman and we'll, we'll make that our personal space. But when we're setting up boundaries, especially for the first time, when we're coming out of a people-pleasing style of life, that, that circle that we've got drawn around us is barely an inch outside of our feet with our feet together. 
And so as you get better with the word no and learn how to how to say no to things that aren't serving you, your boundaries will get pushed further and further out from your body and give you more room to breathe, more room for peace, your personal peace, your personal space. All right. When you're setting up your boundaries and you're trying to decide whether you should say no or say yes or whatever, like if it's not and you're worried about somebody getting upset because you say no, I want you to think about this. If it's not going to matter in five years, please don't spend five minutes being upset about it. Like for real, for real. If what you're going to say yes or no to, maybe that should be, maybe that should be your standard. If I say yes to this, is it going to matter in the next five years? If I say no to this, is this going to matter in the next five years? So if you're going to say yes to it, is this going to help move me forward for my, for my journey in the next five years? If I say yes to this, is this doing something to build me up? If I say yes to this, is this doing something to build my family up? If I say yes to this, is this doing something to create a more harmonious life for me and the other person involved? If I say no to this and they get angry, is it really going to matter in the next five years? If I say no to this and they get angry, how many other times have I said no to them and they got angry? Are they just getting angry because they can no longer use you? They no longer can manipulate you to do the things it is that they need to be doing themselves empower them to do the things themselves empower them to you know when they come and ask you to do something all right I, I i don't even have a for instance right here this is just coming off the top of my head if they come and ask you to do something and you know it's something that they can do themselves explain to them how to do it hey this is what you can do you can do x y and z all the stuff is over there in the cabinet go ahead and take care of that and it'll save us both a lot of time and trouble and then that way you'll know how to do it for next time and you won't have to come ask me to do it anymore. There you go. Super simple. You've empowered them with a tool. You've empowered them with knowledge. You, you've taught them how to do something that they may or may not have known how to do before. If they do know how to do it and you still tell them how to do it like that, then you're, re, you're, you're reaffirming this is something that you know how to do. There's no need for you to come ask me to do this. I'm not doing it grow the fuck up and take care of your business. Like, and I'm specifically talking about children right now because like that's the only thing that I have to compare it to. Because since I learned the word no, I don't say yes to too much anything. If it doesn't fit in my schedule and it doesn't, and it's not something that I want to do, it's a no. And the other thing that you need to know about the word no is that no is a complete sentence. There is no explanation needed. You do not have to tell somebody, give them a reason or give them an excuse as to why you're doing it. Nope, sorry, can't do that right now. But thanks, maybe next time. That's it. Or you can just simply say no. I'm from the South. Just saying no sounds a little rude to me, but you know, depending on who it is, I'm okay with just saying no. <laughs> you know, I, I am quite okay with that. You know, I, and, and we look at the word no as a challenge. A lot of people look, some people look at the word no. I mean, it's a two-letter word. Why is it so hard for people to say and accept and receive the word no? Because we all want what we, all want, what we want. We all want to get what it is that we want. We think that we will feel better if we get what we want. And in most cases, you're right. You would feel better if you got it. But why are you going to do something that, that only one party benefits from? Think about that. Why are you going to do something that only one party benefits from? You're doing something for them, but it doesn't give you joy. There's no, it's, it's not, it's not reciprocal. And most of the time they don't appreciate it anyway. So just say no. I, I like to look at, I love challenges. You know, I, I do a lot of things that push me outside my comfort zone. I do a lot of things that I have no idea what the hell I'm doing when I start. Like for real, when I retired from personal training, I, I don't have three, I did not have three months in the bank, three months of, of income in the bank to kick, take care of all my expenses, all that. I said, I'll figure it out. I just knew that getting up and going to the gym every day was not making me happy. 
It was distracting me from my purpose. It was distracting me from what it was that I wanted to do. And it did not feel good anymore. I'm not saying that all of you should just quit your job tomorrow if it doesn't make you happy. If you have a family at home and it's not just you, I have a little bit different scenario. It is just me. So I don't have anybody else that I have to worry about. I know exactly what my expenses are. I know that I can cover my expenses every month. I know that I can make money at the drop of a hat. I'm good. I don't, I have no worries about where my income is coming from. And I have new things that are coming out as far as online courses, one-on-one -on -one coaching, group coaching, all of those things are in the works and they're coming. I have public speaking gigs that are coming up. I'm still making money off the sales off of my books. So like there's constant money coming in. And then I have network marketing businesses that I'm also a part of where else I have money coming in. So I have multiple streams of income that are coming in and I'm working toward reaching the financial status that I want to be at. As I said, my expenses are not very much. So it's okay for me to be able to say, yeah, I, I'm not doing the gym anymore. I was only working the gym part-time anyway. That wouldn't necessarily be feasible for somebody that's been working at their job for 20 years and that's the majority of the income for the house and you got children at home and all of your, uh, you're not debt-free at this point in time and you don't have another stream of income already worked out to be coming in even if it's minimal. So like there's, there are things that you have to do, steps that you have to have in place. I'm just weird and I did it anyway. I do much better when I just jump. And you may too. I, I, I'm not telling you this, what you should do or what you shouldn't do. Just saying, you got to figure it out. I said all that to say this. Challenges work for me. Challenges I look at as opportunities. I found a meme on Instagram that says, challenges are gifts that force us to find a new center of gravity. Don't fight it. Just find a new way to stand. Like how amazing is that when you think about that? If your challenges are forcing you to find a new center of gravity, find like find your center of gravity. Like I at the gym, I would teach people how to balance. I taught them how to get their their footing, how to strengthen their balance. So they had to find their new center of gravity. If we're doing a single leg exercise, they have to find a new center of gravity in order to balance. Challenges are like your balance when you're standing on one leg. You've got to find your new center of gravity. If you fight it, you're going to fall on your face. Don't fight the challenge. Don't fight finding a new center of gravity. Every time I embark on a new part of my journey, I have to find a new center of gravity. Every time you embark on a new part of your journey, you're going to have to find a new center of gravity. Don't fight the gravity. Gravity is inevitable. Don't fight the gravity. Just find a new way to stand. Suck in your abs. Engage your abs. Breathe. And find a new way to stand. You got this. When it comes to my inner circle. Or actually just anybody. I, I, I'm not even going to say just inner circle. Just people who come into my, into my life as a whole or in general into my life experience or, or come to be a walk with me as part of my journey. I am no longer responding to people who just want my energy in exchange for nothing. They just want to be a part of my energy. They want me to give them something. They want me to give them my energy, my time, my whatever. And they have nothing to give to me in return. If they're sucking all that life out of me, they're sucking all the energy out of me, they're an energy vampire, I can't be around you, period. And I, I think that's also another reason why I'm, I am super, super hypersensitive to energy, to, to everybody's energy, to all the energy around me, whether positive or negative. You know, have you ever walked into a room and you heard somebody say, or you said yourself, oh, the, the air's so thick in here, you could cut it with your knife. So that's energy. There's a bunch of negative, thick-ass energy in the room, and it, fe it doesn't feel good. It feels heavy. It feels sad. It feels depressive. It feels smothering. Do you stay or do you leave? You leave. 
You don't sit there and soak all that in. You're like, Mm-mm, I got to go. Then that, on the flip side, have you ever walked into a room and the room felt light? Or you were in a room and somebody walked in and their energy took up the whole room because they were so bright and happy and everybody just kind of flocked to them because they wanted to be a part of their energy. That's the difference between you adapting to the energy of the room and you influencing the energy of the room. That also can come into play. You either adapt to your circle of influence or you influence your circle of, I said circle of influence, but like your circle of friends. You're either going to adapt to their energy, their influence and what it is that they want, or you're going to influence your friends to do what it is that you want. You're going to influence them to do something better for themselves. You're going to influence positive energy, positive habits, a positive mindset. You get to decide like I said, whether you're going to adapt or influence the people around you, you're going to adapt to the energy in the room or you're going to influence the energy in the room. You get to choose. And I know you're, how is this all tying into the word no? Because you learning how to say no means that you're influencing the outcome of what's going on. You saying yes to everything means you're adapting to your surroundings. You saying no means you're influencing your surroundings. I don't know about you. I spent a lot of time adapting to my surroundings and that shit almost cost me my life. I'm not adapting to shit. I'm just telling you. The only thing I adapt to is my work ethic. The only thing I adapt to is my own energy. When I see me kind of on the lower and, and actually I did a, a Facebook live with uh, Espen from Best Life Today. And we talked about energy and being in alignment. And I, I talked about, you know, he was asking me about my book and what I saw different about me now versus me it, when I was in my journey and in, in that story. And I would say that, you know, I don't allow my emotions to run me, AKA the beginning of this, your thoughts belong to you or you belong to your thoughts. At the beginning of my story, I belonged to my thoughts. My thoughts ran me. My emotions ran me. Everybody else triggered and ran my emotions. Now I run my thoughts. I run my emotions and other people can't trigger me. They can't trigger me. They can't run my emotions. They can't, I, I don't give them that much power. Like really, nobody has that much power over me. I'm so detached from other people's opinions, which is great. It is so freeing. Like if I ask for your opinion, that's one thing. But you giving me your opinion and telling me that's what I should do without me asking for it, psh, you ain't gonna get very far. Like I know when to ask for help, which is something that women as a whole suck at. We think we have to do it. We think we have to fix it. We think we have to do everything. And no, we do not. So let me help you. No, there's that word again. No, there's that word again. No, you do not have to do everything. Start delegating. Use your authority. That's what it's there for. But I, back to the emotions, I, I told him, like, seriously, like my lower level emotions, I don't, I don't have them. I, I would think that the the lowest level emotion that I have, like on the emotional scale, would probably be overwhelm or frustration. And I say overwhelm or frustration would be because I'm learning a whole bunch of new things right now. So the frustration of not learning it as fast as I would like to learn it or overwhelm when I put too much on my schedule for the day and I'm trying to get it done instead of just moving something instead of prioritizing my priorities so that they can get done like what absolutely has to be done today a b and c cool when a b and c is done do I have time to get d e and f done if not what's more important of these three which one can I get done today and I can move the rest of them to tomorrow or one other day this week. And that's where my overwhelm comes in. I, you know, I'm in charge of my own schedule. I'm in charge of whatever it is that I do and how I do it in the order that I do it and the, the whole nine. But I have to 
prioritize my priorities or I will overwhelm myself. And I know that about me. So when you learn how to say no to other people, that gives you more freedom in your schedule to do the things that you need to do and that you want to do. So think about that. How many times have you said yes to Sally and Karen and Martha and it didn't leave you time to get the things done that you needed to get done for you or not even need to get done for you, the things that you wanted to get done for you. You know what I mean? The things that you wanted to do for yourself and you put it off because you were too busy doing for other people and then you were disappointed because you didn't get to do what you wanted to do. How many of you, by a show of hands, raise your hand, have said yes to somebody else and put off something that you needed to get done that day that really, it was a need, it was not a want. You needed to get done and you put it off to do something for somebody else only to realize that they didn't appreciate the shit you did. Like we've all done it. So everybody that's listening to this right now, your hands should be up in the air. Yep, I've done that. Yep. So that's why the word no is is so important. Like you have to learn how to say the word no. You have to be in control of your thoughts, not let your thoughts control you. You have to choose to change or things are going to remain the same. And it's up to you. Like I can sit here and I can give you all these pretty words. I can give you all the tools. I, <laughs> I, I talked to my friend. I talked to my friend on a, on a Zoom call on Tuesday, Christina Coy. And I, <laughs> I talked to her and she said the funniest thing. I said, yeah, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. And she was like, yeah, they'll be licking dirt. I laughed hysterically when she said that. So you're either going to drink the water when I lead you to it, or you're going to be a dirt licker. Which one is it going to be? Are you going to be a dirt licker or are you going to drink the water and you're going to make the changes? You're going to learn how to say no. You're going to have healthy boundaries set up in your life. You're going to get your personal space so you can have your personal peace. Like all of that, that, all of that is a beautiful part of life. If you look at the people in your circle and they don't inspire you, you don't have a circle. You got a cage, man. Are you in a cage? Really? Has somebody put you in a box and put the lid on it and just left you there to die of dust mites? I like, it's not okay to be in a cage. You know what happens to a caged animal? It gets aggressive. It gets angry. And it eventually explodes. It eventually lashes out. Are you, are you, have you been in the cage so long right now that you're lashing out? Look at your circle of friends. Are they influencing you to be better? Or are you adapting to their average life? You get to choose. Nobody can make you do anything. Are you going to drink the water? Or are you going to be a dirt licker? It's funny how we all know ourselves better than we know anybody else. But we will crumble at the words of someone who has not walked a day in our shoes. You're so worried about your circle and their opinions, but they ain't walked a day in your shoes. They aren't even influencing you to be a better person. They're not influencing you to chase your dreams. They're not influencing you to get out of that toxic relationship. They're not influencing you to stand up to the bully at work. They're not influencing you to stand up to your child who's disrespecting you every time they open their mouth. They're not influencing you to up-level your life like you up-level your phone. If they're not influencing you, why do you care what comes out of their mouth? Quit crumbling at other people's opinion. I say this in almost every podcast. Send their happy ass up to the nosebleed section of life and leave them there to rot. Their opinion of you matters not. And the other thing that we have to stop doing, we have to stop letting people suffocate us with their idea of who they expect us to be. You don't owe anybody anything. We all evolve. We all are growing. Give everybody the space to grow. Like seriously, 
whether that's your husband or your or your wife, think about this. If your plan or your idea is to be married for 40, 50, 60 years, do you think that in 10 years you're going to be the same person you were on the day you got married? Nope. What about on your 20th anniversary? Are you going to be the same person on your 20th anniversary that you were on your 10th anniversary or that you were the day you got married? Nope. What about your 30th anniversary? Are you going to be the same person on your 30th anniversary that you were on your 20th anniversary that you were on your 10th anniversary that you were on the day you got married? Nope. Their expectation for you should be she's going to or he's going to evolve. He's He or she is going to grow. They're go- always going to be evolving to become the best version of themselves. You know what that means? Every time that they evolve, I get to be with a brand new person. I get to create a life with a new and exciting and wonderful evolved person. You know, so you hear these guys say all the time, oh, I don't know that I could be with the same woman, one woman for the rest of my life. You ain't going to be with one woman for the rest of your life. If you love her right, you can be with a different woman every night. Think about that. Like women, we all have different personalities. I'm going to tell you, you, you find 1,000 ways to love the same woman instead of living, instead of loving a thousand women one way. If you're, if you are influencing your woman to be the best version of herself, you're influencing her to evolve. You're influencing her to grow. Every time she grows and she becomes somebody new, you get to be with somebody new. Because she's not just going to change in her business world. She's not going to change just in her role as a mother. She's also going to change when it comes to her relationship at home, which also is going to change her relationship with you in the bedroom. Isn't that what you want? Like, stop the madness. If you're married for 60 years and and your spouse evolves and changes eight times that means you get to be with eight different people and you only had to get married one time how awesome is that (laughs) like and, and i'm not saying that it's easy it's not because people are afraid of change change is a challenge challenge and change are the same words you can't have you can't have a challenge without change and you can't have change without a challenge Either way it goes, they, they, it's all together. But you can't let somebody suffocate your growth. You cannot let somebody suffocate your drive to evolve, your dream to evolve, your dream to grow. You can't let somebody suffocate your dreams, period. Don't let somebody stick you in a box just because you're afraid to use the word no. Most people want you to do for them, number one, because they don't want to do it for themselves. They're lazy. Number two, if they keep you from doing what it is that you want to do, keep you from chasing your dreams, keep you from evolving, keep you from growing, then you won't leave them behind. That's the truth. Me and my best friend, Michelle, have been friends since 1993. That's 26 years, pushing 27 years in January. We grew at different levels and at different speeds. I started my personal development and my growth before she did, but we still stayed best friends. Not one time, not one time did she ever think that I was not her best friend. Not one time ever did she tell me to stop growing. Not one time ever did she say, you're going to leave me. Why are you doing that? Why? Like not one time. She never tried to stop me from going forward. She never tried to stop me from growing or evolving. You know what she did? She poured buckets of water on seeds that were planted to help me grow. When I hatched a dream. She became the wind beneath my wings to help me fly. 
She has been one of my biggest cheerleaders. She has loved me through it all. And when she started growing and she started evolving, it was a beautiful thing. But it took her a little longer to get started. And she started a little after me. But now that she's doing it, it's beautiful. And we have these amazing conversations. And we love each other more now than we ever have. But not once did she ever try to suffocate my dreams. Not once did she ever try to suffocate my growth or my, my evolving. Not once did she try to put me in a cage and tell me, this is where you are and you can't go from here because if you leave from here, then you won't be my friend. If you have friends in your life and they tell you, if you don't do this, you won't be my friend, they're already not your friend. That's not a loss for you. That's a win. If they try to hold you back and try to keep you from evolving, they try to hold you back and keep you from growing. If they try to hold you back and try to suffocate your dreams, they're not your friend. They're your friend of me. And it's not a reflection of you. It's a reflection of them. It's a reflection of their fear of being left behind. It's a reflection of them fearing, looking in the mirror to realize that they forgot about their dreams. They forgot to chase their dreams. They don't know how or where to start. And that's okay. The only thing you can do is either adapt to them putting you in a cage or you can influence them by chasing your dreams. You get to choose. You get to choose. I can tell you, when you choose you, the game's gonna change. It's gonna change dramatically. Get ready, spread your wings and fly. Spread your wings and fly. You got this. Because when I chose me, when I 100% looked in the mirror and I owned my shit, I took responsibility for where I was. I quit blaming other people for my circumstances and where I was at in my life. When I started dream building, when I started setting my intentions, when I started my practice of forgiveness, when I started my practice of meditation, when I started vision casting, when I started dreaming two sizes too big, when I chose me and all of my dreams and all of my growth and all of my evolving, the game changed. My life changed. The people in my life changed. The people not in my life changed. And I wouldn't trade not one moment of any of it because my life is freaking amazing and is getting more amazing by the day. I can promise you that. So with all of that awesomeness I just threw at you, I hope that you have an amazing week this week. And I would so, so, so love it if you love this podcast, take a screenshot of it, throw it up on your IG stories and tag me in it. I would love to share it in mine and give you guys a shout out. We want the world to hear all of this awesomeness. Also, if you are in the Atlanta area, yo, ATL, Tammy is going to be in the house. It is my first speaking gig since 2016 in ATL. Uh, it is for the Purses of Hope Foundation. They are, uh, they have purses or have purses and bags being donated with toiletry items, makeup, uh, and they're giving the resources to homeless women and children so that they can get out of that situation. Just in case you guys didn't know, the homeless population in Atlanta, 40%, four zero, listen to that, 40% of the homeless population in Atlanta is women and children. Like it's, it's sad enough that there's even men that are homeless. It's dangerous enough for men who are homeless. But when you add women and children to the streets, the danger is multiplied a thousand times. They're not only fighting for food, fighting for their life, they're fighting for their children's life and food for their children. They're also having to fight off predators for both of them. We've got to make a change. So 
If you would love to come see me speak and be a part of this amazing organization, uh, I will put a link in my show notes for the Purses of Hope with all the details and you guys can come check me out there. It is November 16th. It's down in McDonough, Georgia. It's from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. is the whole entire event. I do not know what the time slot is that I will be speaking as of yet, but I would love to see you there. I will also have a booth there so you can come by and get a book and get it signed, or you can bring your book if you've already purchased one, and I would happy. I would love to sign it for you. Uh, so I hope to see you all in Atlanta. And if you would like, if you cannot make it, make it to Atlanta, there is a way for you to donate purses or donate items. And we have a PO box that you can ship things to. I would so, so, so appreciate it if you would donate to this cause or donate purses or items, uh, whether it's cash, every dollar, every dollar helps every penny, every penny helps these women and children. Okay. So whether you want to donate, make a cash donation, whether you want to donate a purse, whether you want to donate items, I would so appreciate it. Please inbox me in, uh, at Tammy at TammyLoftus.com and I will send you all the information in order to mail stuff to them. And I will put a link in the show notes as well uh, for your donations. They have a GoFundMe going right now and uh, their website is PursesOfHopes.com. You can click that link and it will give you all the details for the action. It's actually going to be a fashion show. And so I'm speaking at the fashion show. Like I said, it's from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. I'm super excited about being in Atlanta and doing this speaking. It's uh, for a really awesome cause. And yeah, so that's it. I hope you guys have an amazing week. Thank you again for showing up and showing out and listening to me yap each and every week. I hope that you enjoyed this show and I will see you next week. Bye bye now.